0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome once again to the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast. This is episode seven. I hope I didn't confuse you last time. But this is the second half of the April Slam uh, that happened on Easter, uh, April 17th uh, in 2022, otherwise known as Zombie Jesus Day. Uh, And this was the poetry slam that happened that night. So sit back, enjoy yourselves. And as always, i just like to mention that the poems are all the all the intellectual property of the poets themselves all rights reserved to them we are just kind of the conduit here so enjoy this episode all of the slam of the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast okay real quick before I hold on let me turn off this hold on Okay, I told you this is the laziest podcast in existence, but I realized as I was editing this, um, it's not the slam. Because it, it being Zombie Jesus Day, we didn't have a huge amount of poets that night. And um, we didn't have anybody that really wanted to slam. So what we ended up doing was just going through another round of open mics. So, enjoy the poems. For a second we were like... Is he high? Is he trying to hide that? <laughs> this, this whole table just went, oh my God, he's never, we were just high. <laughs> we were just smoking right now. You know, it's funny, we always talk about this. I, I wholeheartedly miss, we used to have four people running the show, and the fourth was Professor X and uh, he resigned and he's actually now living I think in Tennessee Memphis specifically but he would always just on the brakes he would run to the car and just get as fucking baked as he possibly could and it would, when it was his turn to host I would have to stand here and go X was supposed to host the show but then he got high <laughs> he was gonna call the next poet up Buddy's high. I'm going on right now, and I know why. Cause X got high. Cause X got high. Cause X got high. high. All right. Yes. That's actually what Jonathan was referring to, yeah. I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah. Children of the 80s Unite. All right. So this next poet requested to go up first in the second round because, well, they got to get their friend home. So we're gonna call this next poet up, please, ladies and gentlemen, trans and pans. Anything else that happened to sands? Give it up one more gin for brave Nate. <sighs>
1: I was trying to see which one thudded the hardest. Um, um. I got friends, how many of y'all got friends? Real friends. How many of y'all got fake friends? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I got both. I got friends. I got friends I could ask them for anything and they wouldn't refuse me. I also have friends that, who don't want to do nothing but downright use me. I be asking, wanting to ask them, why in the hell did you choose me? I got friends who will not loan but give me money. I got friends who were cool one minute then the next minute be acting straight up funny. I got happy friends, jovial friends, friends that are rude. I also got friends who will bring me nothing but some of their good home-cooked food. I have friends who will minister to me. I have friends who are sinister to me. I have friends that think they got jokes. I got more friends than a bike has spokes. I got friends who are foul. I got friends that if I had some money, i will pay somebody to whoop their ass now. And I mean like pow, talk all that shit now. I have male friends who are snitches and ain't got no business calling no females a hoes or bitches. I have friends who will do my taxes. I have friends who have stabbed me in the back with lumberjack axes. I have friends who have been fake to me and our whole friendship ain't been nothing but a mistake to me. I got friends who have stayed true to me throughout all types of weather. I have friends who have remained cool with me even after we slept together. I got friends who love to stay in sorrow. I have friends who ain't thinking about tomorrow. I have friends who always want to borrow. I have friends who have done nothing else but how to keep it real. I have friends who are faker than a $3 bill, and I mean for real. I have friends who have helped me. I have friends who refuse to climb out of their own pit. I have friends who will hustle, and I have friends who will never have shit. I have friends who are pretty, I have friends who are shitty, I have friends who are witty, and I have friends who are sadiddy. I have friends who somehow, way, always seem to luck up. I have friends that talk too damn much, and sometimes they need to shut the fuck up. I have friends who are just flat-out jerks. I have friends who are lazy as hell and refuse to put in work. I have friends who talk sense-, sense to me. I have friends who have done me wrong, but it was no coincidence to me. I have friends who have died from getting shots. I have friends who have stolen cherished items from me that I have worked hard for and bought. I have shady friends. I have lady friends. I have four Focus and I have Mercedes friends. I have friends who will never doubt me. I have some double-crossing ass friends who don't do nothing but talk about me. I have friends who promote peace and friends that stay in drama. I also got a couple of, I got loyal friends and I got a couple of friends that be trying to get at my baby mama. I have friends that'll pray and fast for me, but I also have a select few friends that'll whoop your ass for me. And yeah, I got friends who love God and who will pray for me, but I also have friends that I wouldn't mind if they stayed the hell away from me. All right. All right. Uh, this next piece is titled, um, I'm, the thi- I'm a Thief. When, when I came... They never even seen me. I could be just anyone off the streets. I get it done through rain, snow, and sleet. All the things I've accumulated, wow, to you. But to me, shit, it was a small feat. I've been called many names, but I don't own up to none of them. Shit, I'm a thief. I'm a crook. Hey y'all, look what I took. Video games of all names. I do this with all no shame. It's a missing because I came. I came, I saw, I liked it, I decided I wanted it for myself, I stole. I got your credit card, my nigga, now your ass is back in the hole. And if I ever go to jail because of the snitch shit, I'm gonna get the person that told. I won't admit shit, who me? Yeah, I'll play the role. Shit, I ain't even got it no more because to the highest bidder it was sold. I steal PlayStation 3s and big screen TVs, old ass DVDs and scratched up CDs but you can't even point me on the lineup because, fool, you didn't even see me. Every time I go to jail, I got a goofy-ass family member all on social media talking about freeing me. 70-inch wide screens and true religion jeans, yeah, I know you bought them, but I've been to your house, which means now I got them. I'm stealing from the people at the top because I started from the bottom. I'm a beast. I ain't never been caught. All those designing clothes in my closet, yeah, I stole that shit. Ain't none of that shit I bought. You come home with your stuff gone as I'm pulling away with the things that you worked hard for. Next up, Salem Avenue, Third Street, and Ardmore. No wig, no makeup yet, I'm still a clown. I'm sorta like Thanos, I make shit disappear. I help shut the Salem Mall down. Now, I got more tricks up my sleeve than a down South Baptist pastor. Oh shit, I think somebody pulling up at the driveway link. Well, next time a nigga just gotta work faster. Ain't none of y'all ready. There's a good ass reason why they call me Firefinger Freddy because I'm slick and I'm quick and I'll get over on the full fast. And if I think they worth selling, I'll send the underwear right up off your ass. Now, I have a lot of things, but one of them ain't time. I got a habit. Yeah, I know for stealing shit that ain't mine. I steal toys too from Power Rangers, The Blues Clues. Pulling out money and paying for shit is just something that I ain't used to. I don't care what you what it. I don't care what you buy, I don't care what it be costing My nigga, I'm like a dentist and I'm stealing whatever you call yourself flossing Now, if you own it, then I want it I steal from whites, blacks, and the handicapped I don't discriminate, baby, I'm a thief in your ass Better get some insurance A barking ass dog and a boss ass alarm system is one hell of a deterrent But shit, that ain't even guaranteed Shit, I get brave as hell once I done smoke some weed I'm always on some bullshit Pass the law and I'ma break it If you left it outside, that's like giving me permission to take it Stealing ain't right And I've been going to church lately, y'all and I've been trying to shake it Now, if you own a video game system You better not let me play with it I'm a thief because I steal shit And make sure that I get away with it Stay hustling, stay grinding I stay willing to deal Walking to the mall with a thousand dollars in my back pocket And I'm still stealing I move with discretion One encounter with me would teach your ass a lesson I love walking away with other people's blessings Now, if I'm ever allowed of your house You better hide your shit I still. Sh- I'll I'll move with discretion. One encounter with me would teach your ass a lesson. I love walking away with other people's blessings. Now, if I'm ever allowed over your house, you better hide your shit. I steal social security cards, EBT cards, and your kid's birth certificates. Now, I done been all up in your house already, so I already know what you're working with. Now, pay attention, because you can learn from me by getting burned by me. All that nice ass shit in my living room? Shit, none of that shit was earned by me. Shit, you can lose your shit quick if you move too slow. And the worst thing about me is, shit, I ain't no stranger. I'm somebody that your ass already know.
0: Keep it going for Brave Nate! Brave Nate, folks. All right, next poet up. Did not get to read in the first round, but we're gonna bring them up in the second round here and see what they've got for us. Folks, give a huge round of applause to Sweet Deuces.
2: Come on, more than that. Okay, it's been a long time and I'm nervous, so. (laughs) Um, Have you noticed today because every day I look 6 a.m. in the face and I behold the wonders of this curious life and then I ask myself, what makes a sunrise so beautiful? Maybe it's the bleeding watercolors across the endless sky or the sounds of birds chirping or maybe about what it symbolizes. For some it's a place of new hope, for others it's a turn in one's karma, it's that dawning of a new day, it's the change of tomorrow, if change is even really possible. Since change is the only thing that never changes, I not must stay here and I move forward. Wearing my crown of many questions, tangled in my hair of wisdom, I found the beautiful breath that the horizon took away. As I watch our largest celestial body skate across the earth, I studied this morning cloud doodle posted on the greenhouse to discover that time lied on all of our timelines because today is the only day we will ever see. Since yesterday was today, tomorrow will be today, and Sunday through Monday is always today. Have you ever noticed that today has seven names? It's because time is bipolar and it loves to role play, thus making life the stage that creates the yin and yang between evening and morning that we call today. In this humanity-created reality, you can find most mourning over yesterday's ashes or killing themselves to get to tomorrow. As my pupils dilate to enlightenment, I find a clear vision for another today. As I meet more and more ungratefully employed and free Americans every day, I see how mourners are just one more thing that we take for granted on this planet that we abuse. I have However, enjoy the silence and watch the sky fade till its normal shade of blue. Whether a sunrise is beautiful, it's completely up to you. Whether it rises at dawn or dusk, it depends on your perception of light, for there is more light in the night sky than it is in the daytime. Just like it's more than enough land and resources for all of us, but you would have to actually be woke to notice. It is at all times, every second, every minute, every day, into infinity, just another moment of today. Or have you not noticed?
3: Mm. Yes. Yes. Here you
0: go, let's it. Shit! Come back any damn time you want. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, bring in the juices back up. Come on. Encore.
2: Don't do that, Lee. <laughs> um Okay. So I crossed the lines and I cheated the grammatical scoreboard. Unable to rent the proper shoes, I slid and bust my butt on the floor. By being both renowned and unowned, I was just so happy to be the right person in the right place and had possession of the right things. By not using the terminology of jargon and slang, I was left with more than enough room to spare. While bowling these lanes of dictions that only add gas to the flames of vocabulary competition, I inhaled the smoke. While standing in front of the mirror of standardized testing, counting those same three strikes. I inhaled the smoke while standing in front of the mirror of standardized testing, counting those same three strikes against me, female, black, and uneducated. I, oh God, you made me forget. OK, female, black, and uneducated. Um. Right? By standing in front of the mirror with standardized testing, counting those same three strikes against me, female, black, and uneducated, I reluctantly adhered to the age-old domestication of the human race and stuck those same three fingers in the ball of phonics. I stuck my thumb into the subject, shot a bird to the predicate, wait, no, I I stuck my thumb in the subject, Shot a bird to the predicate, since they could care less how we express the causes of all these life sentences, we marry the conjunctions as we roll a perfect vocabulary down the lanes of diction. Together we could join the clauses and give the phrases meaning, but we would have to be speaking the same language to properly communicate that. To be perfectly honest with myself, I speak bad English in a bad nation. So I walk down the lanes and I kick the pins. I'm often told, You sound so white. (laughs) I'm winning, so to me, it means no difference. This will be my fourth strike if we're keeping count accurate. Sometimes your position in life depends on the way you, sometimes your position in life depends on the way you, on your ability to think and not the way you speak. Despite this Ebonics, my, I can't, I can't remember it, I'm sorry. She's Despite my Ibonics Take your time.
1: Take your time, girl. is it in your phone go. Get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: motivational speakers. Right. (laughs) honest with myself, I speak bad English in a bad nation. So I walk down the lanes and I kick the pins. I'm often told, you sound so white. I'm winning, so to me it makes no difference. This would be my fourth count if we're keeping keeping count accurate. Sometimes your position in life depends on your ability to think and not the color of your skin. Despite my ebonics, I'm articulate. Even though my southern accent at times leaves my syllables lacking. (laughs) Wait, it's a... Uh, I'm articulate, even though my spelling is left to the demonic hands of autocorrection. Meanwhile, my southern accent at times leaves my syllables lacking. Without my dictionary, I can barely hit a pen. Gratefully, I have the ability to both learn and comprehend, meaning I understand that these pens are words, their definition and function, while understanding their relation to a sentence. It may be bad, but my English is most definitely correct. I thoroughly understand the importance of learning how to express a complete thought. <laughs> it may- it may be bad but my English is most definitely correct. I thoroughly understand the importance of learning how to express a complete thought. Even with my bad English, literature doesn't stand a chance in the lanes against my pen as this marble ink slides across these murder trees. As long as a check requires a signature, the pen is the mightiest weapon you can get. Playing the game of professionalism and politics, the American English games. Very good.
0: Keep it going for sweet deuces. No, I doubt it. All right, next pod up, True. Did you want to come back up? Please give it up one more time for True.
4: This one is called Motorcycle Versus Roller Coaster. And my God, did the rain pierce me, how asteroids kissed the moon, a whirlwind of ecstasy went through my bones, I was filled with fear too, wondering if this was it, the peak, these arms, these hands, owners of goosebumps that became mini Mount Everest, and me, I held on onto the motorcycle, I held on to a friend, for that's all we need, and is the road and someone with more courage than yourself to go 85 on the fucking freeway? This is the poem. This is truth chasing nostalgia on an old and glorious roller coaster. The danger was similar. Tell me, did you touch the trees or did you feel a rush? That's okay. I blinked before the ride operator sent us screaming, and I swear that someone laughed, but it was just the returning passengers like me. When I returned to the motorcycle with tear stained teeth, why was I so scared of water? Didn't I? I just consent to riding a roller coaster and a storm with you. you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotta find it. This is other people's shit, and I just love this poem so much. Other yep. This is called Funeral by Alak Vaid Manon. I haven't read it in like two years. Our train is delayed and I am late for lunch with a boy I like because he makes me feel less lonely and that seems like a sufficient definition for love these days. In this city where it is possible to be surrounded by the warmth of millions of apartment lights and still feel cold, the lights turn off, and it's one of those moments when we are forced to look up from our screens and remember that we exist outside of our phones. They tell us that someone jumped in front of the train tracks, that he died upon impact, so we just sit there in silence as they remove his remains. And some part of us is happy because this this is the first time we have felt like part of something greater than ourselves in a while, in this city where sometimes it takes an accident to remember what the purpose of a body is to begin with when the train starts up again the woman next to me starts complaining and asking why he didn't do it at home how he could have saved us the trouble in time by taking a bottle of pills before leaving the house how selfish it is to delay others with your death and i want to hug her say remind me the purpose of this arm i want to love her and say remind me the purpose of this heart but you see this is america where people scatter on streets like discarded leaves, only touching accidentally as we land on these cities we grew up circling on maps saying, remind me happiness when I move here. And somehow convinced ourselves they did, the same way we believed in the borders between countries so well that we built a wall around them and called it mine. This is America where pain is a ritual we are required to conduct in private. An elaborate symphony on mute, call it, he died in a sleep peacefully. As as if the stroke did not tear him to pieces. Call it, he lived to be 86 years old, as if he didn't hate himself for at least 30 of them. Call it accident, not no healthcare. Call it casualty, not calculation. In America, death is a distraction. It is 30 of us sitting together underground on a subway train, unable to hold each other and weep. So instead, we sit in silence and wait until we can move again back above ground into the light and forget how much death must be in the soil to grow such beautiful denial. I wanna text the boy above ground waiting for me and ask him, have you ever been to a funeral with complete strangers? But instead, I look at the woman next to me, the one who told me a dead man needs to die more considerately, and I remember that to live in America is to attend a funeral with complete strangers. How many ghosts does it take for a cemetery to call itself a country? To live in America is to blame the dead for their own death, not the country for creating the very conditions that already killed them before they caught up and made things more clear. Which is why when I tell the liberal who wears words like diplomacy and Democrat that I will not pay his taxes because I do not want my coins to cause carnage, and he calls me a terrorist, I understand. Which is why when I tell him that I do believe in monsters who come out at night, call them men for short, and he tells me that I only dress feminine because I want to be bash, I understand. Which is why when I tell him that the very women who started our movement are still being murdered in the same cities where men are getting married and calling it momentous, and he gasps and says, that happens here in America, I understand the ways we have been taught to apologize for our sadness, to blame ourselves for the hurt, to erase the violence, to numb the pain, to normalize the death, to wake up in the morning and deny that sometimes when the train crawls into the station that we may see a pill or a needle in its place, that we may wonder what it would mean to have people empathize with our suffering. For once in our goddamn life what it would feel like to hold the captive attention of a funeral of strangers. So I want to embrace to this woman on the train and say I am afraid Say remind me trust. Say sometimes the silence feels like the highest pitch of screaming. I want to say I understand. Say these past thirty minutes were the first time I have been forced to publicly grieve death in a long time and there is something beautiful about that. I want to say what if we stopped moving more often, took a second to absorb the pain, let it fill us a little less empty, but instead I will sit here and wait until the train starts up again. I will exit the car without saying goodbye to that woman. I will walk up the stairs to the boy outside with a smile that makes me feel less lonely. I will apologize for being late. I will have the words for a type of loss that is so distant, it is intimate. And after lunch, I will get back on the train. I will remember, but we will all soon forget, thanks.
0: True. Wow. All right. Corey is gone. Garen, did you want to read one more time? Please give a round of applause to Garen. All right.
5: Depressing shit. Depressing shit. Depressing shit. Exactly, we're already friends. Depressing shit. That's not the name of it, I'm just saying depressing shit. Sometimes I think about how goddamn lucky Sylvia Plath or Ian Curtis or Hemingway were to be able to finish their life's work and just quit. I wonder if they had a to do list, a writ of obligations and promises that needed to be fulfilled, literal chores to do contracts to be bound to, checking if you left the oven on. Okay, bad example. Putting in your two weeks. It's courtesy, it's being responsible, it's desperately finding the least selfish way to say, that's all, show's over, go home. As you punctuate with a bow and drive your car into a pole or stick your head in an oven and intoxicate yourself with the carbon monoxide. A friend of mine blew his head off in his car about a month ago. How the hell did he wrap everything up so goddamn fast? He didn't have any more poems to write. I still have a lot more though. At least a few good ones to write, I tell myself. So, I don't think I'll be letting myself leave anytime soon. It'll sure as hell take me longer than Sylvia Plath or Ian Curtis or Hemingway. Lucky bastards.
0: Was depressing? What the hell was that? How was that depressing? Artists, artists thought. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Oh. Wow. Well. All right. Jonathan, did you want to read anything else? All right, folks, please give a round of applause to Jonathan. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go get any. I completely forgot to go by Peeps so I could throw at people. But there wasn't many people to throw at.
6: Well. I mean, I mean it's what I get
0: for having a show on Zombie Jesus Day, you know.
6: He is risen, and he's here for your brains. All the new shit I've written, I'm saving for the new shit slam in May. So I'm going to read other people's shit again because I can do that, apparently. Right? This is by Aaron Bradley. It's called Manic Depressive's Hallelujah Chorus. I just heard the motor turning and the light back there. I was like, what? Anyways, this is by Aaron Bradley. It's called Manic Depressives Hallelujah Chorus. A recent Harvard medical study just came out saying that unmedicated manic depressives are more than 500% more likely to take their own lives if they remain unmedicated for a period of up to five years. So that means if, left to our own devices, we will eventually become our own executioners, let's make each other a promise, shall we? If we decide to do it, let's it- About it (laughs) Become a semi-professional Freeway semi-truck matador Organize your own home bleach taste test Engage a grizzly bear In a staring contest Refuse to lose Until you do Four words Drunken cobra make out Sessions treat heroin Like a viable breakfast Little known fact Wolverines absolutely adore being juggled I'll tell you a secret Most of my suicide attempts have not been what you would call fully committal. Two whole bottles of NyQuil, second story, death plummets, suspiciously loosely tied noose. I have orbited death my entire life with the same tenacity I used to hover around the cool kids table in junior high, hoping it would let me in, unlock its doors to me, and tell me All its secrets, so I wouldn't feel so fucking lonely anymore. Shit. I've learned since then, like the cool kids table, death is not a mystery. It's just a place we ain't been invited to yet. I've never been to Scranton, Pennsylvania either. But I dare say it's not a mystery. I get it. There are days where we're tired of clutching our endless front row tickets to the infinite parade of ugly. We're tired of always having to catch the knife by the handle. We're tired of looking into the mirror, into the eyes of our eventual assassin. But look at us. When have we ever been good at anything easy? Look at the scars on our knuckles and the veins on our necks from becoming taut cables, from the screaming and the screaming and tell me. When has there ever been a good night we've gone gently into? It's okay if you get depressed. It just means you've been paying attention. But remember, the glass is half empty because you drank the other half. And that didn't kill you either. So come on, Trackmark Timmy. Come on, Razorblade Betty. Let's be the prettiest disemballerinas still twirling on the dance floor because there are real mysteries left for us to solve like why are whales so fucking awesome and why aren't members of the nra forced to wear necklaces made out of the shattered skull fragments of five-year-olds and why are all the homeless people of san francisco obviously vampires they have to be they never show up in any of the photographs of the city right real mysteries death has always been easy just ask jesus if you want to die All you got to do is just hang in there. If you want to live, you got to move a fucking rock. Oh my God. Wow.
0: Wow. The word of the day, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, trans and pans, is disemballerinas. Wow. Right? That might be my next Halloween costume. Um, anybody else? Lane, did you want to read? Hi, welcome to the show, Lane. Huh? Jonathan, have you ever dressed up as Jesus for Halloween?
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> this
0: is back when I had long hair and the beard was a little longer. Yeah. And I was 32, so it was the last year I could do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Anybody else want to read? <laughs> Lane, awesome. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a huge round of applause to Mr. Lane Martin. Oh, Jesus!
3: Oh, Jesus! Oh, it does. Yeah, it's your lights. Mm. Oh, how I ache like an unopened book. When the words are the map and the plot is a hook, the characters, the worms, and the titles are lines. And I ache like that book. I ache like all time. I give like the earth with each steady step. I break like an ego and I conceal it in jests. I tower in shadow, I luster in lights. My hands hold my lovers and my weapons in fights. In mind, I amaze. And y'all amaze me, and I'm nothing in everything. but now, my days flee with the pass of a car that's swayed by my truck, Yo, the bug on the windshield I unknowingly struck. I feel drunk with power when I recite this aloud. And my weakness is a secret It's wrapped in this shroud. Now you? It's so easy to look at the audience, so everybody's over this way. Everybody's over here. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> uh, well, hi, I'm Lane, everybody. Um, good to see you all again. Thanks for me
5: get my
3: cardio over here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. This one's going to be about poetry. Poetic shit. Poetry can soothe the most troubled of times. So the path to calmness lays somewhere in my rhyme. So I keep on writing. I keep pushing through the dark. And I can only hope that all the friction can spark a fire that will light this dark world I'm living in. Turn all the walls to ash and my constant frown and grin. The scars on my forearms say I tried it before. But the cure to my hurt lies behind another door. And the lock to that one can only be picked if I let my confidence grow as if it were a porn dick." So it's just like, when you're feeling down, keep writing until you're feeling good. And your confidence is like that. Um, uh, I just want to say something real quick before I do get off of here. Uh, all this poetry slam stuff it all started at canal street tavern several years ago i don't know how many years ago 99. so that's pretty cool that yellow cab is letting it continue here and they're also having a big party to celebrate canal street here on friday night too i don't know if anyone's mentioned that do you have any pictures or old relics or all the real gold medals we used to win? Remember those days? Medals, oh, the winners, took them. yeah. <laughs> they weren't real gold, everybody. I got I'm 100% sure I got pictures. Do you? Okay. We we're, we're going. Okay, we're we're gonna talk about it because uh, someone's looking for that stuff okay. for this weekend. But yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the mm-hmm. So I just had to pull those out, out. the Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about that. So, yeah, uh, if you're not doing nothing Friday night, come on out here to uh, Yellow Cab and uh, tip everybody a bunch of money. That would be awesome. Um, Is it a benefit or just getting together and telling stories? Um, it's, I think it's a sign-up. There's going to be a lot of musicians and... a lot of just a lot of people and hanging out and music all night yeah kind of listening room style and party style yeah it should be really fucking fun Hmm, let me think of one here just before I go do I have one more is that okay all right cool man Mm, nostalgia you're right I'm cussing at nothing cause I'm under so much shit so I fuss and I'm chugging so much beer I get sick. The loneliness is a bitch but alone is what I am and I'm coping with that feeling but it's like running sand with these two steps I gain. I just seem to lose three and every joyful moment just seems to be accompanied by a dread filled feeling like I've got nowhere to go. All the court dates, all the arrests, they make everything slow to a crawl from a walk. I can't keep my head up. Every decision I make just seems to blow up into a nightmare. That sends my thoughts to all the times I tried to win but I only lost everything that was important everything I cared about. I go from debonair to an ugly lout who can't catch a break. I don't learn from my mistakes. How many times will it take until I learn to break the vicious spinning cycle? I'm in the eye of the swirl. I watch the Things around me unravel and unfurl and disarray. I can't get a grip. I think I have a hold of things, but then things slip and they fall from my grasp. The relationships crash. They shatter like a menagerie that is made of glass. It's a fucked up world. I'm getting through these days. And it's a strange feeling cause I can't dump the rage. I can't see what's ahead of me. I'm in a constant haze. I can't answer simple questions that I raised to myself when I can't sleep mulling over miseries. It's all a conspiracy that I formed against me, my own worst enemy. And it's a fucking shame that the artists and the critics all share the same name, I guess is comparable to the yang and yang, but yeah. But in the equal middle, lies of tension it can bring when I fight my own mind, when I win or lose. Is there really a space between those separate two that bookend what is taken and that which is gained? If you look in all the eyes of all the winners, all the shamed, the battle, it leaves them broken with bruises all around. And my defeated being is exhausted on the ground like an old pair of shoes. My soul is full of holes. And like the potholes in my lawn, only emptiness grows. In the spot where a nice plant once spread its stems, this void swallows up the lights. And this is where the dark begins to creep across the landscape. The sun only sets. And to end up in a draw is going to be the best that we can get from this back and forth. Each shot is better than the last. And if I would have had a choice, I would surely pass on all of the destruction, all the self-deprecating drivel. And when I have a good idea, i got to keep my head on the swivel so I won't be sucker-punched like I was at my reunion when her husband thought I was a threat to their sacred union. You know, sometimes I know I'm right. Sometimes I know I'm wrong. Sometimes I think I'm here. Sometimes I think I'm gone. Sometimes I have a flow. Sometimes it gets jagged. Sometimes I feel fresh. Sometimes I feel ragged. Thanks. Thanks for saying nostalgia. Yeah. Come out Friday. Celebrate like the birth of Canal Street and all the L.A. All right, Thanks, guys. Lane Martin, keep
0: it going. No mic cons. Right? No mic cons. We're raw dogging it. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you for coming out tonight. Give Lane one more round of applause. That's one hell of a way to end the night. We thank you all for coming. Hey, just a heads up, May 2nd is uh, Coco Flow right here. It's a $5 entry on that show. It is going to be more than worth it. That is going to be an amazing feature. Uh, powerhouse poet, women of the world. I think she hit top five last time, or top ten. She was in the top ten. The last, the last women of the world slam they did that uh, she competed in. Multiple national slam teams. Coco Flow is going to be amazing. You're not going to miss that. May 2nd, $5 entry right here at Yellow Cab Tavern. And we'll also have an open mic that night. So we will hopefully see you then if you happen to be on YouTube. And there we go, everyone. Uh, that is the end of April. So we've, we've now officially made it out of April. So the next episode of the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast coming up in two weeks uh, will be. Uh, we will be May we'll be into May and so we're gonna ha- enjoy the natural progression of time as we go through and now once again please visit our website DaytonPoetrySlam.com for information about the show all of our social medias uh, Dayton Poetry Slam on all major uh, platforms but also come out to the show folks first and third Sunday of the month at Yellow Cab Tavern in downtown Dayton and if you ever get the chance pop on in but I hope you enjoyed this once again, copyright 2022. All rights reserved. All the poets, uh, all the poems are the intellectual property of the poets, unless otherwise stated. So, as always, don't do anything I would. If you do, hold out for six mil and helicopter. I'm Link. This has been the Dayton Poetry Slam Podcast.